Welcome back to the Gorton Center for the second week of the story, this Lessons and Carol's experience. You know, Christmas means different things to different people at different times and in different cultures. For many people, it's obviously a big gift exchange. For others, it's a family reunion. There's a sense in which it's this commercial juggernaut for retailers. And uh, in that sense, it, it seems to start earlier and earlier and earlier. The fact of the matter is uh, they have good precedent because the real Christmas story begins all the way back in Genesis chapter 12. Now, Advent, which is what we're in, Advent is this Latin word, uh, Adventus, from which we get the idea of coming and arrival. Advent is just four weeks long, and that's an effort for those that are reading through the Bible in a year, for those that are following a liturgical pattern, to have the entire life of Christ condensed into one year so that every year you read all the way through it. Advent is what we are in, and during Advent, we combine down the the pregnancy of Mary to a month, and so we've got all of that stuff that's happening during this time of preparation. But the real biblical story of Christmas of the arrival of Christ, of the incarnation, is something that begins all the way back in Genesis chapter 12. And that's why we're in a stage theater, because we want to sort of capture this idea that if you were going to watch the story on stage, it would begin in Genesis 12. So last week we were in the first two lessons, and we were in Genesis 1 and Genesis 3. That sort of is universal history. Genesis 1 through 11 is universal history. It sets up everything, and it tells us all the big ideas. God is the creator. He's all-powerful. He sets everything in motion. He makes us in his image. Everything is good. And then sin and evil enter the world. There's a fall. Everything falls apart. It looks horrible, but God makes a promise. And then Genesis 4 through 11 is just sort of helping us understand that the fall was really horrible and everything is as bad as you can imagine and everything is just descending into chaos. Genesis chapter 12 is where the biblical story begins, and that's with the call of God to Abraham. Abraham is this semi-nomadic shepherd wandering around the Fertile Crescent. God reaches out to him, and he says, right, Abraham, if you will follow me, I will bless you, and through you I will bless the entire world. Through your descendants, which I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a land, and through all of this is going to unfold the arrival of the promised one, the one that I promised back in Genesis chapter 3. And so from that point on, in Genesis 12, through the rest of the Bible, basically, we're following Abraham and his descendants through the ongoing story that is going to be told leading up to the birth of Christ. And one of the things you have to understand is the story takes a tremendously long time to unwind. Like Abraham is thinking that his son is going to be the promised one. And and then you've got all these, these things that are happening. And yes, Abraham grows and it's clear at some point to Abraham that God is supernaturally blessing him and he has all these things. And the, the, the Abraham and Sarah have, you know, have 
children, child of the promise, and then there's going to be, you know, the Isaac is going to give birth to twins, and Jacob is going to have 12 sons that are going to become the 12 tribes of Israel, and they're going to grow from a, you know, from a single family to a to a, a nuclear, or single nuclear family to a larger family to sort of a tribe, and then to a nation, and they're going to ascend. But, but even when they ascend to the zenith under David and Solomon, then it's all going to come crashing down, and it still hasn't arrived. So we don't, we don't get to the arrival of Christ until uh, Lesson 9, which will be on Christmas Eve. We've got a long time for this to unfold. We're going we're gonna to sing a song here, and it is, uh, it is a song that was, the, the lyrics were by uh, uh, John Wesley. He actually wrote music to it as well. Wesley wrote like three or 4,000 uh, hymns. Uh, Hark the Herald Angels Sing was another Christmas song. Uh, he wrote, uh, and can it be, he wrote, he wrote lots of hymns writing both the lyrics and the music. The music that we know of is music that came from a uh, hundred years later. And, and the lyrics are actually just, was a poem that Wesley published. Uh, so we're going to do this, but here's, when people would come to Lessons and Carols, when we would do it, and usually it's in one setting, all nine Lessons and Carols. When people would come, they would often <laughs> say to me, well, that, that just isn't what I expected. Like, I thought we were coming, we are going to sing all these happy Christmas songs. And I didn't even know some of these songs, and they, they weren't very happy. Well, they get happy. They will end happy. But, but there is this long period that we 